0: Hey guys, and welcome to Bible Chat. <clears throat> I'm your host, Caleb Sowers, and uh, this will be our very first episode. Um, I really hope to make this uh, something very interesting, something very unique, Um I've tried to create multiple episodes or multiple podcasts at different times, um, all of them with kind of the same slant, but uh, I'm hoping this one will be a little bit different. Rather than going full script, uh, really what my goal here is to uh, create a podcast that that involves a lot of interaction from you guys, the the listeners. Um, What I want more than anything is to have you guys send in questions on different subjects in the Bible, whatever they may be. Um, things that you're struggling with, uh, things that don't make sense to you, uh, characters you don't really understand, or curiosities, just things that uh, you want to look into a little bit more. And then uh, go through those things with you. Learn about those things with you. Um, and and that's really what I want, because I think that's something that's kind of missing from the whole field of podcasts, whether they're Christian and religious podcasts or um, or not is, is actual interaction when it comes to those things. Um, you know, I've, I've, I listened to a lot of podcasts as well as trying to create this one. And, um, even though there's some really good ones out there, they're always kind of in a full script mode where they're, where, where they have their, their course set and, and that's what they're trying to stick to. But more what I'm looking for is something, um, where we can we can learn together, where we can go through different things, whatever it is that you're struggling with, whatever it is that you're curious, and and actually look into those things together. So you may be wondering, just who am I? You know who <laughs> uh, oh, who what makes me think that I can do this? And uh, honestly, <laughs> nothing really makes me think that I could do this. Uh, I am a Bible student. I'm working on my uh, third year now of a bachelor's degree in theology. Um, I am a district-licensed minister in the Church of the Nazarene, and I am seeking ordination to become a full-time pastor. Um, the Bible is um, the most important book to me. Uh, I uh, And I guess that's really what gives me my my passion uh, to, to create this podcast is, um, you know, I, I've always had a lot of questions. When I was growing up... Uh, when I was a kid, and even as a student now, I always ask a lot of questions. There's always things that just strike me, and then I want to dig into it and, and really look into it. And like I said, whether those are characters in the Bible and doing full studies on them, or certain subjects, theological issues, whatever it may be, um, I feel like there's a lot of room for interaction with the audience. And so that's that's really what I'm looking for, is, is just a chance to... Um, to dig in and and to learn together. Um this will be the first episode so I'm not quite sure what the layout's going to be. Uh that really depends more on you guys. Um I do have a subject for this episode um which we'll be getting into here shortly, but um more than anything, what uh the whole thing really depends more on audience interaction. So if you guys um want a a strict layout i mean by default i guess that's what it'll go into i'll pick subjects at random if i need to and and kind of talk about those things and build episodes about it but that's really i'm hoping for something a little bit different than that i really am hoping that um you guys will will interact we'll send in ideas we'll ask questions and and we can get into things that way that's that's really what i want so for my first episode I figured I'd go ahead and go on a subject that I, I really was interested in, <clears throat> since uh, I don't have any anything, obviously, yet as far as emails or ideas. Um, I went with a character that in the Bible who's always really intrigued me since I was a little kid, uh, Samson. I've always found Samson to be a very interesting uh, character, uh, all the way back. Uh, I remember car rides, um, home from church, uh, sitting there, uh, with my family in the car and talking to my dad and asking him deadly seriously, you know, if Samson and Hercules fought, who would win? Because both of them were just fascinating to me, um... Hercules, you know, just how all the great stories about him and everything like that. And then learning that there was a very Herculean type character in the Bible. <clears throat> and even as a kid, I disting, distinguished between, you know, stories and then the characters in the Bible who uh, were real. And, um, you know, the, the real shame of Hercules, I, I look at now. is the fact that he's taught as being such a hero um if you really look at the story of hercules there's nothing very heroic about him sure he's a powerful man he's a incredibly strong man um he fought a lot of soldiers and he was you know everybody knows the story of him you know defeating all the soldiers with the um Jawbone of a donkey, or uh, ripping the gates off of the city and carrying them and planting them in the ground, and and all of these ridiculous things that he was able to do, and uh, and and they run with it, and they 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 talk about him as if he was a hero, and uh, really he's not. If you if you really read and really look at the story of Samson, uh, he's not he's not a hero at least for the majority of his life. Maybe that's the safer thing to say. Um, So if you have your Bibles and you're wanting to follow along, I'm not necessarily going to go through scripture, 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 and reading the scriptures, but I'll point you in the right directions and then you guys can look into it for yourselves. And if you have any comments, anything that you disagree with, anything you want to talk about, you know, of course, uh, get in contact with me. Uh, And just so you guys know, I'm not stringing you along. (laughs) Uh, At the very end of the episode, I'll let you know how you can get in contact with me. There's uh, plenty of ways to do so, and I'm really looking forward to that. But for now, let's just, uh, let's get to the episode. So if you're looking in your Bible, go to Judges chapter 13. In Judges 13, we read the story of a man and a woman who desired to have a child, but they couldn't. They pled and prayed, and long story short, God finally blesses them with a baby, but with a stipulation. The baby would be a Nazarite from birth. Now, Nazarites were people uh, in the Jewish religion who had taken an oath of separation. Uh, In many ways, they they were the most devout lay people in Judaism, and they were certainly supposed to be the most disciplined. The oath really had three special stipulations. You could not touch anything dead, you could not touch anything that grew on a vine, and you could not cut your hair. If you failed in any of these things, you were there was an elaborate cleansing ritual that you had to complete to restore yourself to a pure state. Um, if you want to look into those uh, things and what exactly the Nazarite vow is, um, that's in Numbers chapter 6. Um, so the baby is eventually born, and his name is Samson. And I think most people in the church know at least a little bit about him. He's he is the he he really is the action hero of the Old Testament. Um, you know, most people know he's really strong. He's really good at killing Philistines, and and physically he's probably the most powerful man in the Bible. Um, let's put it in context a little bit. Goliath, the Philistine from the story of David, held off an entire nation. Uh, the the nation of Israel, their entire army. He was huge and terrifying. He was strong. Uh, they make a point to let you know that his coat of armor alone weighed 5,000 shekels, which is about 125 pounds. That's just his armor. Samson, on the other hand, though, he took out 1,000 Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey as his only weapon. No armor, nothing else. And he followed that up by ripping the gates off the city. <laughs> Uh, wall. And both of those gates together probably weighed about 700 pounds and he carried them 40 miles away. There's no denying how impressive he was. But anyway, that's, that's further down the road. Right now we're talking about Samson just as a kid and growing up. But as he grew up, he had a choice ahead of him. Right from the very beginning, God had blessed him with this miraculous strength. It was God's gift to him, his talent. And with it, God desired for Samson to bless and guide his people. And this is where people really do kind of take away from the story of Samson and, and what the real meaning of it is. They make it all about him being strong. They make it all about him being a hero and he messes up just once. But but there's more to it than that. You see, God's given each of us A gift, at least one gift. We all have different gifts, different abilities. And and God really desires each of us uniquely gifted people to impact the world in ways that only we can because only we are gifted the way that God has gifted us. And that's important to remember. And and for all the physical talents that we may have, singing, strength, athleticism, um, artistic abilities, Anything that's, that we do in the physical realm here in this world, done in our own power, our own talent, our own strength, it amounts to nothing. No matter how much praise you may get, no matter how much money you make, no matter how many friends you build, you get, everything that you do in your own power is pointless because it's temporary. The only things that echo for all eternity are things that are done for the glory of God and in his strength and in his will. So let's get back to Samson. Sorry for the little bit of a tangent. But uh, in Judges chapter 14, we see the beginning of Samson's rebellion. As a devoted member of Judaism, Samson was well aware of the fact that he was to be separate from other people. And that the Jewish people were not to marry with other tribes. But Samson being who he was he told his parents that he wanted to marry a woman of another tribe. And so they they set it up for him. They didn't didn't stand up to him at all. So as they go down the road to kind of arrange things, um, they're attacked by a lion. And Samson defends his family, defends his parents. He rips it apart with his bare hands and kills it. I mean, with his bare hands. God used Samson to defend his parents, but instead of continuing in that spirit, Samson immediately quenches it. Just a few days later, he's passing by the same way, and he sees the carcass of the dead lion laying there on the side of the road, I guess. And not only does he touch it, but he eats out of it. I mean, that's a pretty disgusting picture. I mean, think about it. Uh, He eats the honey out of the carcass of the lion, and and all I get is this image of him literally taking his fingers and just kind of scraping the inside of the lion and scooping the honey out of it. And remember, we talked about the three, uh, three rules of the Nazarite vow, and one of them is that you wouldn't touch anything dead. And here he is, he's eating out of it. I mean... It's just disgusting, and he knows it's wrong, and you can see that just a few verses down, because he doesn't tell his parents about it. He gives them the honey, and they eat it. They ask him about it, and he doesn't tell them. It really is pretty disgusting. And it makes me think of something. Maybe it's just the the preacher in me. But just like Samson, we so often tend to hide our sin. And and it's that that's actually the problem. You know, the sin is an issue, it, it, but God would be willing to deal with us on just that issue if we were just willing to admit it. But instead, we tend to hide it. And in hiding it, it takes root in us. And that's why it builds up and and these things become such a struggle for us. Um and and it goes it's a problem that goes all the way back. It really does. It goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. You see, after eating the fruit which they were commanded not to do, they tried to they tried to hide their knowledge of sin by making clothes out of fig leaves. See, they realized they had done something wrong because they knew that they were naked. That's the recognition of their sin. All of a sudden their eyes were open and they see that they're naked and it's a problem. But instead of admitting what they did, they make clothes out of fig leaves. And here's the thing about fig leaves. They contain, they contain an enzyme called ficin, which causes severe skin irritation. Think about poison ivy and multiply that by like 10. The sores stand out from the skin about an inch and they can cause severe scarring, actually. And that really goes to show the distance that we're willing to go to hide our sin rather than repenting and turning to God. Just like Adam and Eve found out, God isn't fooled. He knows, and he's waiting for us to come back to our senses. And the longer we try to hide, the worse off the consequences tend to be. But again, <laughs> I'm going off on a rabbit trail here. Uh, let's go back to the text and kind of skip ahead to Judges chapter 15, and uh, we're going to go through uh, all the way to 16. And I know that I'm skipping a lot here, but you know, I don't want to bore you guys. To sum up the bit that we skipped, Samson gets married, and the wedding doesn't go well. In fact, it really didn't happen. Samson gets mad about halfway through the feast because his sin of eating out of the line is uncovered, and he flies off the handle. He kills about 30 people, and then he goes home angry. Because he left the wedding halfway through, his wife is given away to another eligible bachelor. See, he, he never finished the feast. He never finished the entire wedding process. And so something had to be done to, to complete everything. And so his, his bride-to-be is actually given to someone else. Samson comes back after the feast to get his supposed bride that he forgot all about and finds out that she's married to someone else. So he flies into another fury and burns down a bunch of people's farms. His behavior was erratic enough that his own people, the Israelites, turn him over to the Philistines. And that's where the story about him and the jawbone of the donkey occurs. He kills a thousand Philistines, escapes, and seemingly calms down. And then you see in verse number 20 that things kind of settle for him a little bit. And he judges Israel for about 20 years at that point. But here's the thing for all of this, and maybe a normalcy comes to his life, but he's never surrendered to God. He's still doing things in his own strength, in his own wisdom, in his own ability. All of the things to this point had been chaotic and messy, and they brought about bad results. If you read his entire story over again to this point, nothing good has actually happened from anything that they tell us about Samson. It's all been bad. The reason Samson seems like the bad guy is because he's doing things for himself, not in the power and will of God. He's making a mess of things. So while he begins to finally fill his role as judge, the highest office over Israel at the time, he's still acting in his own strength, and his sinful nature again catches up to him. Look in Judges chapter sixteen. The ultimate uh, Judges chapter sixteen one through six. and we'll kind of catch up with Samson. It says, Samson went down to Gaza, where he saw a prostitute and went to bed with her. When the Gazites heard that Samson was there, they surrounded the place and waited in ambush for him all that night at the city gate. They kept quiet all night, saying, let's wait until dawn when we when we will kill him. But Samson stayed in bed only until midnight. Then he got up, took hold of the doors of the city gate along with two gateposts, and pulled them out, bar and all. He went uh, he put them on his shoulders and took them to the top of the mountain overlooking Hebron. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman named Delilah who lived in the Sorak Valley. The Philistine leaders said to her, or went to her and said, Persuade him to tell you where his great strength comes from so that we can overpower him, tie him up, and make him helpless. Each of us will then give you a th- uh, 1,100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me. Where does your great strength come from? How could someone tie you up and make you helpless? And I think most of us are pretty familiar with, uh, with the outcome here. Uh, so let's go ahead and skip to uh, chapter uh, uh, verse 16. I'm sorry. Because she nagged him day after day and pleaded with him until he, she wore him out, he told her the whole truth and said to her, My hair has never been cut because I'm a Nazarite to God from birth. If I am shaved, my strength will leave me, and I will become weak and be like any other man. And I think most of us know the story. Uh, That's exactly what happens. She cuts his hair while he's asleep. Um, The the Philistines come in, they tie him up. He can't overpower them. And um, he becomes enslaved. The ultimate outcome of living in our own strength according to our own desires... That's what we see here in this story with Samson. We have one foot in the church and one in the world, and our sin's going to destroy us. Uh, and and that's really the sad thing about the story of uh, of Samson is if there's anybody in the Bible who was given all the talent or all the ability in the world for the right time, it's Samson. Uh, Galatians six. Uh, 7 through 9 says don't be deceived and god is not mocked for for whatever a person sows he will also reap because the one who sows to his own flesh will reap destruction from the flesh but the one who sows to the spirit will reap eternal life from the spirit let us not get tired of doing good for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up we all know the saying we will reap what we sow God will allow us to destroy ourselves if that is what we pursue. So often, that's exactly what we do. We hide our sin, we devote our private times of our life to sin, and it grows and grows. We think that we can control it, but we can't. Any former drug or alcohol addict will admit that they thought they could control it, but they couldn't. It controlled them. People think that they can look at porn without it affecting their lives, but porn increases the chances of infidelity by 300%. People think they can sleep with multiple partners without repercussions, but 20% of Americans have some some sort of STD. 20% and 80% of abortions are performed on unmarried women. Samson thought that he could control his life. If anyone ever could control their lives by pure might, it would have been him. But look where he found himself. You know, look at verses 23 27 in Judges chapter 16. Twenty-three, twenty-seven. Sorry, I'm turning there. I got turned around in my own Bible. <laughs> Bear with me for just a second. 23 27. Uh, Samson, the Philistines are here. And when he awoke from his sleep, he said, I will escape as I did before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. The Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes. They brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles, and he was forced to grind grain in the prison. But his hair began to grow back after it had been shaved. And the Philistine leaders gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to their god Dagon, and they rejoiced. And when the people saw Samson, they praised their God and said, Our God has handed over to us our enemy who destroyed our land and who multiplied our dead. But when they were in good spirits, they said, Bring Samson here to entertain us. And, and he entertained them. They had him stand between the pillars. So Samson said to the young man who was leading him by the hand, lead me where I can feel the pillars supporting the temple so I can lean against them. See it wasn't over. The finest stage of Samson's life was his final one. It was here with his final prayers that he finally broke. He turned the mess of his life over to God and when all seemed lost he called out to God who was just waiting for him to come to his senses. The temple was full of men and women All the leaders of the Philistines were there, and about 3,000 men and women were on the roof watching Samson entertain them. And he called out to the Lord, Lord God, please remember me. Strengthen me, God, just this once. And with one act of vengeance, let me pay back the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars supporting the temple, leaned against them, one on his right hand and the other on his left. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. He pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the leaders and all the people in it. And those he killed at his death were more than those he killed in his life. A father watched through the kitchen window as his small son attempted to lift a large stone out of his sandbox. The boy was frustrated as he wrestled with the heavy object because he just couldn't get enough leverage to lift it over the side. Finally the boy gave up, sat down on the edge of his sandbox, and with his head put his hand his head in his hands. His dad went outside and asked, What's wrong? Can't you lift that rock out? And the boy said, I can't. I just can't do it. His dad said, Have you done everything that you can to move it? And The boy said that he had, and his dad responded and said, No, you haven't, because you haven't asked me to help you. Just like the thief on the cross, Samson found himself at a point where he had to make a choice. He could turn the remainder of his life over, no matter how short, to God. Or he could continue doing what he'd done his entire life and just press on in some weird attempt to die well. And he did. He turned his life over to God, and it says that he killed more Philistines in his death than he did his entire life. That's where we find all of ourselves. I'm sure that most of the people listening to this probably have plenty of years left, and hopefully, hopefully we all do anyway. But that decision still needs to be made. God gave each of us our talents, and our lives, and everything that we have. So we have to choose to continue whether in selfish rebellion, going our own way in life, wasting our potential, or to give our lives to God, to use as he would, and to find our true potential. And I really pray that all of you listening and myself continue to choose not glory and power, but to live in the eternal power and glory of God. Well, that's going to pretty much wrap up this episode. I hope that uh, you enjoyed it. Um, Let me know what you think. I've got three ways for you guys to get a hold of me. Uh, You can get a hold of me by email. If uh, Facebook and all that's not your thing um, at BibleChatPodcast84 at gmail.com. That's BibleChatPodcast84 at gmail.com. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you think of this episode and any ideas that you may have for future episodes, questions, um, disagreements, whatever. Just uh, go ahead and reach out. Shoot me an email and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Um, For those of you that are on social media, uh, you can find me on Facebook at Bible Chat. Uh, It's just the page for the podcast. It's just Bible Chat, not Bible Chat Podcast. Um, and you should be able to find me on there. And if any of you really, really did enjoy it and want to um, want to help support uh, the podcast, you can find me on Patreon at Bible Chat Podcast on Patreon. Um, and you can choose to support in any one of the tiers that I put up or anything else that you may feel. And just know that it's greatly appreciated and and, uh, you know, I, I really am looking forward to hearing from all of you. Uh, if you head over to the Facebook page, um, you know, go ahead and follow the page. And it, on there, you should be able to let me know any ideas that you may have, any questions, anything like that. You can shoot me a message on there as well. Um, and I'm really looking forward to hearing back from any of you guys. Again, I hope that you enjoyed um, this episode. And uh, I really look forward to looking into whatever it is that you guys are interested in. Uh, Until next time, this is Caleb, and you're listening to Bible Chat Podcast.